Hey guys, welcome, welcome to another episode of The Freedom Podcast and I remain your host, Ayolua Akonde. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I just feel the need to actually record this episode. Like, it's just something that's been on my mind lately. Then I was at the library today. Today is the 25th of January. I was at the library today and I, was, I just kept ruminating over this thing. And it's something that has just been stuck in my head, like, lately. <laughs> and also, I prayed with somebody and it was that was what also came to mind as well during the prayer. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. For you are such an intentional God. We thank you because there is no mistake with timing. <laughs> there is no mistake with timing. We thank you because this word is for me and it's for someone. Even just that one person. It is for someone. It is for some people. God, I thank you. That God, you take absolute control. That I don't speak of myself, but you speak through me in the mighty name of Jesus. So yes. I believe the title of this episode is what's in your hand i just have a couple of examples from the bible that will speak to this topic so basically it just feels like a lot of us myself included a lot of us we are always looking elder skelter like oh, i want a job i want this this and they're not bad <laughs> in no way am i saying they are bad or the desire for it is bad or just looking outside like ah or maybe looking at somebody what somebody else is doing or what they have and you're like mm, if only i can have that i will be made if only i can have this i will be made focusing on other people so much and we forget what is in our hand what god has placed in our own hands because we're also multipliers and we'll get into that aside from looking elder skelter what is in your own hand that you can use that god will use and something that god has really been telling me lately even as i talk to people i know is the fact that we shouldn't despise like even the tiniest thing in our hand it might be you crack jokes and all god wants to use that joke for his glory it might seem like oh this is just a part of me this is just something i do this and that but god put it in you god put it in you for a reason so what is in your hand basically that's it what is in your hand it could be maybe just something that you never really thought of or it's just something you know how to do it might even be something that you're not the best at maybe it's social media or even designing or something just anything to be honest and god is saying what is in your hand i want to use what is in your hand and i will multiply it and this reminds me of the story in the bible where there were five loaves of bread and two fishes and that was all they had and they were supposed to feed about five thousand people and you could see what came out of that there was multiplication from even just those small things and eventually there were like multiple baskets after everybody had finished eating and were well fed like there was still excess so what is in your hand what is that thing that you feel like it's no big deal 
what is in your hand basically that's the question what is in your hand and what god was also telling me is i don't despise anything i've put in you don't despise any gift what is in your hand and i think this calls for introspection i'm looking for a job at this point i'm looking for this and that okay sit down first what is in my hand what can i do what skill do i have what skill have i not really mastered but i'm interested in what is just anything <laughs> i don't even know how to explain just anything to be honest like what is in your hand and yes this will lead me to one of the three examples i'm going to talk about today and i'm just going to read it from matthew and if you see me looking down i'm actually looking at my laptop because i'm opening the bible in matthew 25 1 to 13 i'm just going to open it up quickly so it says then the kingdom of heaven will be comparable to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom five of them were foolish and five were prudent for when the foolish took their lambs, they took no oil with them. But the prudent took oil in flax along with their lambs. Now, while the bridegroom was delaying, they all got drowsy and began to sleep. But at midnight, there was a shout, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lambs. The foolish said to the prudent, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, No, there will not be enough for us and you too. Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And while they were going away to make the purchase, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding feast and the door was shut. Later, the other virgins also came saying, lord lord open up for us but he answered truly i say to you i do not know you be on the alert then for you do not know the day nor the hour and i know this is referring to um even jesus coming the second coming of christ which is very very soon by god's grace and we are very excited we are ready by God's grace, because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. But what I really want to focus on from this story is verse 8. The foolish said to the prudent, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the prudent answered, no, there will not be enough for us and you to Go instead to the dealers and buy some for yourselves. And this might have looked ash. I mean, I feel like the first time I ever read this, like it felt ash. Like, why can't you just give them? What is it? <laughs> but reading it now, I'm like, it just makes sense. Like, why would they give out of something that is, it obviously won't be enough. And the initial thing would be that God will expect you, the foolish people, to actually have thought about multiplication god wants to multiply things so why would you not be taken out of you know the one that is already here that is not even enough in this case it's supposed to be multiplication not subtraction so if they were to give the full if the wise virgins were supposed to give the foolish one you are just taken out of when you are supposed to be multiplying you're supposed to be an employer of labor you're supposed to be do this and do that but yet 
are looking for other things like okay jobs this i don't know why i'm using the example of jobs a lot but there is something you can do there is always something to be done there is always something you can do it might seem small but don't despise it god will glorify himself above and beyond what we can even imagine that tiny thing now i think that it is nothing and honestly this i feel like what i'm saying is so for me is so for me because there's something i'm supposed to do and i it's almost like i mentally i try to push myself every single day but i'm still hearing that ah are you good enough you know all this imposter syndrome and you call the devil out yes and that's something i've been learning to do like anytime i feel like low or something i just call the devil out i just call his bluff like that is the devil <laughs> like that is the devil i identified and i call you out god wants to multiply it's only what <laughs> is in your hand that you can multiply if there's nothing in your hand or if there's not if what is in your hand you're not interested in using it you can't multiply it it can't multiply god will not force anybody he wouldn't be able to multiply it but you're a diligent worker, you're a diligent student, you're doing something diligently. That is when it will multiply and favor it. Sharpen skill, excellence in whatever we do. I know a lot of people pray that, ah, oh God, send me my destiny helpers. Send me my destiny helpers. Wherever they are in the nooks and cranny of the world, send them to me. If they come to you, is there a value you're offering to them? <laughs> sorry but it's true like if they come to you do you have anything you are offering to them that will be of value for them they can't just say are you a fine guy let us just boost your fineness that's not how it works <laughs> that's not how it works they won't just say are you a fine guy let's just boost that's not how it works is there a value you are giving to them is there a reason to be able to convince them that yes this is something i can actually that they can actually invest in what is in your hand what is in your hand and i've been watching a lot of oh gosh nigerians are doing great thing and i'm super 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 forever proud of nigerians and people that are ready you need to be careful because <laughs> you just don't want to settle as well for the barest minimum just because why in like an advanced country because a lot of people are doing big and great things even in Nigeria and this is not a case of comparison or anything but it's just to even see what people are doing and let it challenge us to do better to not settle for the barest minimum what is in your hand God wants us to take up territories to take up cities to influence culture what is in your hand he has put something in our hand that we can use we're not going to be like the foolish versions that try to take 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 what can we give what is in your hand that God can multiply? And this is a challenge. You just take some time and write out things. Like, right from the biggest thing. Oh, yes, I'm very skillful at this. I know it. It's everything. And to the tiny things, it could be your goofiness. It could just be, like, God can use it, like, social media and all. It could be anything. Anything. Do not despise that tiny thing. It could be anything at all. And the second example from the bible would be the story of moses in exodus 4 1 to 5 exodus 4 1 to 5 ah. this is the story of 
Moses when he ran away from Egypt after killing someone and God met him at the bush and God called on him that would be the preceding chapter before this that I'm about to read which is Exodus 4 God was talking to you know Moses about going back to Egypt to actually rescue the Israelites from the land of Egypt and Pharaoh is ruling at this time so it says then Moses said what if they will not believe me or listen to what I say for they may say the Lord has not appeared to you the Lord said to him what is that in your hand and he said a staff then he said throw it on the ground so Moses threw it on the ground and it became a serpent and Moses fled from it but the Lord said to Moses stretch out your hand and grabs it by its tail so he stretched out his hand and cut it and it became a staff in his hand that they may believe that the lord the god of their fathers the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob has appeared to you so the part of the scripture that actually stuck out to me is verse 2 that says the lord said to him what is that in your hand and he said a staff when i was reading this scripture earlier because i use you version um to study my bible and meditate when i was reading it what came out to me when i was meditating was that god it really didn't have to be a staff like even if it wasn't a staff that was in moses hand, if it was a broom god will have used it <laughs> god would have used it because it didn't necessarily like it's not the stuff that is the main thing. It was just whatever was in Moses' hand. Whatever was in Moses' hand, God will have used it. It could have been a broom. It could have been a fan. It could have been whatever it is. God would have used it either way. So that was something that really stuck out to me while reading this. So it says, what is in your hand? I believe Moses will have not thought that it's tough for him to run, to be scared and run back when the staff turned to a serpent. Like he wouldn't have believed what God could have used with that staff. Like he only saw it as a mere rod. He only saw it as, he probably bought it from somewhere for a cheap price. That was all he saw it as. He most likely despised it. But see what God did with that, a serpent. Moses sees a rod, but God sees an object for his use, for his glory. We see, oh, that's just nothing. But God sees millions of people coming to salvation through that thing, just that thing. So there's a place of us beginning to see how God sees. See how God sees. Being sensitive to what God will have us do. And God will not come down to say, Oh, my child, look at this and that. Maybe not as dramatic as Moses. But there are nudges. Most likely your friends are telling you, Oh, how about this? How about starting this thing? This and that. But you've just brushed it aside. I don't have time. This and that. But God wants to use it. It's not about you. When we receive the life of Christ, it's not more about us. It's about God. It's about what God wants to do in and through us, through our lives, through the gift He has put in us. So it's no more about us. So what is in our hands? What is in our hands? What is that talent? What is that gift? What is what is that what is? <laughs> and the last example I will be given today is from Second Kings chapter four, one to seven. 
and that is the story of a widow it says now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophet cried out to elisha your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the lord and the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves elisha said to her what shall i do for you tell me what do you have in your house and she said your maid servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil then he said go borrow vessels at large for yourself from all your neighbors even empty vessels do not get a few and you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons and pour out into all these vessels and you shall set aside what is full so she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons they were bringing the vessels to her and she poured when the vessels were full she said to her son bring me another vessel and he said to her there is not one vessel more and the oil stopped then she came and told the man of god and he said go sell the oil and pay your debts and you and your sons can live on the rest i think just reading the scripture again it just even emphasizes how it's however our mind can comprehend it was when the son said there is no more vessel that was when the oil stopped so as far as our mind can comprehend god works with us with the level of our mindset we try to expand our mindset but also it doesn't force it doesn't force anybody further to expand even abraham's mindset by taking him out to say that look at the stars in the sky how many can you count as many as you can count that's the numbers of sons you have moses was probably just i mean it was just a stammerer he never knew that god would use him that mighty way but god brought him to a burning bush to see what he could do then he used the rod and it was i feel like god was just blowing moses mind at that point so it is to the level of our capacities to the level of our mindset seeing, our, seeing the vision of god not our own small vision if the vision does not scare us then it's not a god-sized vision <laughs> if it doesn't frighten us and give us some sleepless nights <laughs> It is not a God-sized vision because it's not big enough. It's too small. It's definitely too small. So yes, to the level of our, however we dream, dream wide, dream big, dream beyond the box, outside. God is more than capable to fulfill everything. God is more than capable. We're not going to limit ourselves by putting a stop to the number of verses. We will get every single vessel <laughs> possible it's not a problem of the oil running over it's not a problem of container the oil is overflowing the ideas is overflowing the resources overflowing people are ready to help but now is the container are you able to contain are you is your container able to you know stretch to the capacity of god as god continually expand are we able to stretch okay god us to do this i see myself yes god can do this through me are we able to expand our mindset and the second thing also that really that really stood out verse two 
as well elisha said to her what shall i do for you tell me what do you have in your house and she said your maid servant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil see how she belittled the jar of oil <laughs> see how she belittled the jar of oil and that's the same way we also despise the gifts that god has given to us like we just said it's nothing it's nothing it's just an empty jar it's just a jar that is almost done like it's nothing it's not nothing god put it there for a reason it's not nothing if it was only bread she had in her house there will have the multiplication of bread and it will have been enough to pay our debt as well so it's to the level of our capacity how far and why can we think god says the vision that keeps us wondering like wow how would this be but god will do it god just needs a vessel god just needs a vessel just like mary she was a vessel she yielded herself to be a vessel to bring forth the king of kings our savior the savior of the world god used mary to bring forth the one that will redeem us that will give us eternal life and now we have assurance of salvation we have assurance of salvation we can say yes i know that when the trumpet sounds i am gone i'm out of this world <laughs> like with assurance and confidence like i'm not going to be left behind is a sure it's just a short thing like it's just a short thing like you can bank on it like yes if the trumpet should sound if everybody has gone and i'm still here that that means that it has not sounded it has it has just not sounded because i'm still here i have the Holy spirit inside of me and i'm out of here <laughs> so there is assurance of salvation there is assurance of salvation and mary allowed herself to birth just imagine if she actually that's true what if she actually did not say be done to me as you know the angel of god has said like just imagine the number of people that will perish also i mean god most likely will have looked for another avenue or use somebody else but the bible says the eyes of god is going to and for looking for a man to send are we going to yield and just be the vessel just say yes what god can do with a man's yes is beyond our imagination just say yes and you might think that oh i don't have that gift i don't have this but just say yes ah you realize that that your goofiness is for the glory of god that your skill that seems wobbly 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 is for the glory of god so yes that is a big 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 challenge to myself and i hope this really stirs up somebody or some people as well what is in your hand what are you going to do with what is in your hand are you going to give it over to god or just keep it you know behind the bed keep mocking it what is in your hand don't be afraid god wants god put it in you it's not supposed to be eating anyway there's a place of sharpening your skill but it's not supposed to be eating it's going to bring it out he wants you to use it for his glory he wants you to use that thing for his glory yes what is in your hand and you may start small and something i'm so grateful for and god has been teaching me also is just the beauty in being eating like even when you feel like oh this thing is small nobody knows it or this and that there is so much beauty in being eating because from there you make all the mistakes you need to make you sharpen your skill when nobody knows you you sharpen your skill you get better at what you do just those 
and by the time you are ready <laughs> by the time god says that okay you are well good and all then that's you know I, i'm not sure if you've listened to this sermon and i recommend it's called kairos i believe it's the first it most likely be the first sermon of celebration church in the year 2021 i really can't remember but definitely try to look for it and add the link as well but just called kairos so basically we have the chronos and we have the kairos the chronos is basically just random everyday time like okay five o'clock today six o'clock this and that but kairos is you know opportune time like that time that you've been looking for that you say that ah by the time i blow or by the time i like the world knows me that is your opportune time so in your chronos which is your regular everyday time what are you doing to sharpen your skill what makes this good is when you have sharpened skill you have been sharpening your skill you are good at what you do and then god brings an opportune time and you are ready already so it just from there you just skyrocket that's why sometimes you see that ah this artist such a popular artist this and that but they've most likely been doing it gradually little by little but nobody knew them and by the time they came you said wow perfection excellence this and that but they've been doing it right from time they've been getting better at whatever they were doing and their skill just met with the right opportunity and that was how they became you know whoever they are now so that's just it i hope this encourages someone to be honest just one person um as many people as possible and i hope this challenges you as well to do something do some introspection what is in my hand take a sheet of paper write it out what is in my hand and remember these three examples i gave the story of moses the story of the widow with the jar of oil and the parable of the ten virgins the five foolish ones and the five wise ones so yes father we're so grateful we're so grateful for this word that has gone forth. Thank you that its words will fall on fertile ground in the mighty name of Jesus. There will be a spur. There will be a spur to do some introspection and look at what we have in our hands and to use it for your glory because souls are tied to us. Souls are waiting for us. Souls are waiting for us to say yes because that will challenge them to also be able to say yes also do all that you've put in them people are looking up to us thank you daddy because our generation will be grateful that we said yes our children will be grateful that we said yes people that look up to us will be grateful that we said yes our mentees will be grateful that we said yes thank you jesus thank you lord glory be to you god in jesus name amen 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 and please if this spurs you to do something if this challenges you as honestly <laughs> it has challenged me as well if this and i'm definitely taking steps taking steps no matter how little i'm taking steps and just comment just write what you do differently or just type what is in your hand what you feel like you can do it might be the silliest thing nothing is silly before god it might seem silly to you just write it. I'd love to love, love, love to see your comments. I'd love to hear from you. Please and please 
that would be so encouraging so yes i'll see you on the next episode of the freedom podcast see you guys and i love you all christ loves you more and he died for you (laughs) bye guys